0: Buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny.
1: Welcome to Gun Funny episode 272. Today I'm going to chat with Austin Algar from Mantis, discuss an outrageous outcome to a 911 call, highlight a new folder adapter from Strike Industries, and talk about reactions to these shootings in the last week. I am your host, Ava Flanell. Austin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You mentioned that you are close to Chicago and it's raining, which I guess is better than snow, right? I mean, especially this time of year, like you typically get snow.
2: November in the '60s in Chicago is a gift from God. So we are, we are singing hallelujahs and amens because all downhill from here.
1: Yeah, I know. I actually I can kind of relate because Colorado's sort of been the same way. And I actually said it in the last episode, but I'm out here hand watering my plants because I just had my landscaping done in the last month, and just like sod and trees. But I don't want it to die, even though I've had my sprinklers blown out. So I'm out here like just you know getting to know all my neighbors hand-watering <laughs> <and> everything <laughs> but it, so we it, for four months. yeah exactly but it's just because of the weather you know i mean it's been cold at night but it, pretty decent during the day yep, we'll take it yeah exactly okay so before we get into the show i'm going to talk about smith and wesson real quick If you're looking for a good, affordable AR, you need to check out Smith & Wesson's M&P Volunteer Series. The Volunteer Series, as I've mentioned before, is named for their new headquarters in Tennessee called the Volunteer State, and they have a bunch of different options to choose from with great options like the BCM Gunfighter forends, B5 grips, and stocks. They also have a decked-out DMR version with a 20-inch barrel, the B5 soap mod stock, and a 15-inch free-floated aluminum M-lock 4-end. They even have a California version available if you live in those restricted states. MSRP on these range from $1,049 to $1,599, depending on the versions and the upgrades that you get. Check these out at smith-wesson.com.
0: Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry.
1: Austin, awesome. really excited to have you on the show. Uh, for those who do not know, you're from Mantis, but what is your title at Mantis?
2: So, we're not big on titles here because our roles shift to whatever needs to get done. Um, I'm technically the president and CEO, but uh, some days I do president and CEO, CEO stuff, and some days I fix the toilet that's broken, and some days I do whatever else isn't being done by somebody else. So, I like That's that. who I am, but uh, I do a variety of things.
1: Nice. Okay, and just give us a little bit of like background. So, what led you up to the position that you're in right now?
2: Great question. So, I'm one of the founders. Uh, there are five of us that founded the company seven years ago. Uh, primarily focused. Uh, well, all of us are shooters, and really trying to solve our own problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one of the issues that we see with shooting is that, at least until we came around, there wasn't a quantitative way using data to assess shooter performance. Mm-hmm. And just like in any other sport, you know, you watch anything on TV and they have got all sorts of data and stats. Some of it's useful and some of it's interesting. Um, some of it's just kind of blowing smoke and, and creating drama, but at the core of sports improvement and shooting as a sport, there's always data, but there hasn't been that in the shooting sports. So we wanted something that gives give us quantitative data on our shooting to help us improve more quickly. Mm-hmm. That's why we said, hey, can we create something like this? So we created something like this. which shipped our first product at the very end of 2015 it's been an iterative ride since then, and we've launched a bunch of other products since then. But all of our, you know, we're we're driven at our core by the desire to help ourselves improve and help other people improve. So, our you know, our company mission statement is we want to help every shooter at every level improve their shooting. And we believe that that can happen faster with data.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So part of the founding team that, that put it all together, and I drew the short straw to kind of be the, the leader to to bring it into fruition and help the evolution of the company as we continue to grow. Like I said, it's a great team, great environment. We don't feel like there's a, a hierarchy, even though there's you know a couple layers. We feel like everyone's just a coworker. We're mm-hmm. all on the same team, rowing in the same direction.
1: Nice, I like it. And was your background or any of the other partners were they developers? Because it's one thing to like have an idea, but then to actually like make this happen and execute this idea, especially you know when you guys have done like a phenomenal job. Because I've messed with a few other you know dry firing devices that weren't even really similar to yours per se, but a lot of them just have just tons and tons of errors, you know, for you guys to create a system that actually works well that aside, but even to create this system. So what kind of backgrounds did you guys have? Were you working in a cubicle? You know, I mean, I was working in a cubicle (laughs) at the New York Yankees before this. So everyone always has like, you know, great question.
2: So we've been doing software prior to this. I'm not, a software engineer that you want to hire for your job, but we have other software engineers that, well, I hope you don't hire for your job because mm-hmm. I hope they're here, yeah. but um, people much smarter than me on the engineering front that really works to design and build the products. But all of us have an engineering slash technical background enough to at least understand, have a vision for how it can be implemented as well as obviously the capability to, to implement that in, in actuality. And like you said, you know, I think the quality of our products is reflective that, we build the products first and foremost for ourselves. It's mm-hmm. so not like someone else comes to us and says, Hey, you should create something for dry Fire. Although we do listen avidly to the customer, our company is not built on the premise of, you know, say a government contract and we're trying to meet a set of requirements someone else puts in place. It's we eat our own dog food. So if something's not working in the app, it's not frustrating just for the customer, it's frustrating for us. Mm-hmm. So we want to pay. Make- our products again first and foremost for ourselves and we don't push something out until it works for us and once it works for us then we're we're happy to share that with other people
1: yeah absolutely i've talked about a lot of mantis products on the podcast and have given like a pretty good rundown of what you guys offer but for those who might just be tuning in if this is their first show can you just give me a rundown of all the different products that you guys offer
2: great question so we're focused on training for the shooting sports so We've unlocked the capability to do training at the range and at home with dry fire practice and light fire practice. So everything that we do fits within those two buckets, obviously, with the, probably the greater emphasis on dry fire training at home, because that's the most time efficient, most cost efficient, and the way that we do it is highly, highly effective as well. So we kind of have three buckets of products right now, uh, with more buckets to come, more categories to come. Mm-hmm. The first is our flagship bucket of the Mantis X products, which is a small roadmount out sensor that you mount on your firearm, pistol, rifle, shotgun, or bow. And it analyzes movement patterns. It has a gyroscope accelerometer, magnetometer in there, tracks the movement of the gun through the shot process, pairs via Bluetooth to an app on your phone or tablet, that then gives you real-time feedback on your shooting mechanics. That's our first iteration that we came out with our first product. Rather than looking at where you hit, it tells you why you missed and how to correct it. And it quantifies the quality of your technique rather than point of impact. What we found is, you know, in, in every other sport, if I'm a coach on I'm golf, I'm, show, I'm, I'm trying to, to help you be a better golfer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm watching your swing and your hips and your stance and your follow through. I'm not looking at where the ball goes because all those other factors are going to, you know, you, you fix those and the ball it takes care of itself. And the mm-hmm. same thing applies to shooting. If the Mantis X systems look at the shooter technique for the shot process, once we fix that, then the rest kind of takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. So that's the Mantis X basket or bucket of, of products. We have a few different products in there. We have the Laser Academy system that does focus on point of impact data. So you put a laser cartridge inside your existing firearm. We have an app that uses the camera on the phone to automatically recognize our smart targets. And so at home, you can set these targets up on the wall, auto recognizes where you hit. And it has a bunch of drills and courses. It's a fun way to practice, you know, aim, consistency, accuracy, et cetera. And then we have our third bucket of products is the Blackbird series. And that is a drop-in kit for your AR-15. Other rifle platforms coming soon that resets the trigger for it, it basically turns your AR 15 into a dry fire machine. So it resets the trigger instantaneously for you. It emits a laser so you can see where you hit. And then we just came out with the Blackbeard X, which also integrates the Mantis X capability that gives you all the analytics, diagnostics, data tracking uh, in both static shooting as well as dynamic shooting. Mm-hmm. So those, those are the three things. But again, each of those is designed to tackle a different dimension of improving your shooting through dry fire practice and with the mantis x series in in live fire practice as well
1: yeah and i i've loved it and i've noticed just like in the short period of time of using it even in the same day like practicing the same day like how much better my shots get and you know my score significantly goes up and I think it's a great device, but I got to know, okay, so because let's take like the Mantis X, you could use it on pistol, rifle, shotgun, and even bows. How hard was it to build it to work with so many like drastically different platforms?
2: So, you know, we sell hardware, we don't charge anything for the software, but that's where the hard part is. I mean, hardware is called hardware because it's hard to build and get to work right. Mm -hmm. Um, The data analysis piece is the more complex piece. So it's not just can we get data that tracks the movement in, but it's like, what is the useful, relevant, important uh, piece of that data and how do we display it in a coherent and useful way to the end user? So for every platform, for pistols and for rifles and for shotguns and for bows, our approach has been, we go out and we collect a bunch of data from the best shooters in the world, you know, world-class, you know, multi world champion, national champion level shooters. We look at their data and then we take data from the rest of us, which is easy to get, which is very good. Uh, we get data from new shooters and we do a lot of comparative heuristic analysis, a lot of algorithmic comparison Mm -hmm. to figure out what the discrepancy is. And then we tell you, uh, well, this is what the pro shooters are doing that you're not doing. And here's how to correct it. So each one is kind of its own mini ecosystem because obviously shooting with a pistol is different than shooting with a rifle. Mm -hmm. It's very different than shooting with a shotgun with moving targets. very different than archery, but Ultimately boils down to collecting high fidelity data from pro shooters, the best in the world, comparing that to, like I said, the rest of us, and then figuring out how to close that gap.
1: Very nice. Okay, so then also with the X10, which is one of my favorite products, because you could also use it for live fire. And I've noticed uh, with my students, as well as even with me when I'm practicing, sometimes, you know, dry firing, I think it's great. And I always recommend it to my students. But it could definitely change when you know in your mind, okay, you're dry firing, you're not expecting the recoil. And then when you're on the range, you know sometimes you go back to those habits, which is why I love the X-10 because you can use it while you're actually shooting on the range. But how hard was it to develop something? Because I got to imagine like the recoil probably makes it harder to build the sensors that can handle the recoil. And then also to even like collect that data, I guess.
2: That's a great question. So... Yeah, we had to design everything to be able to handle recoil and give useful information despite that recoil event. We actually built it for live fire first, um, and dry fire came later. The issue with, with dry fire is dry fire is actually harder to do than live fire from a data processing perspective, because the core piece of it is a shot occurs, and we analyze the data surrounding that shot, what happened before, during, and after the shot. And so you have to know exactly when that shot occurred mm-hmm. in live fire. It's pretty easy to know when that shot occurred in dry fire, we go off and of looking at vibration patterns caused by the hammer striker hitting, but there's a lot of other stuff happening in there too. Like you might be racking the slide, jostling the gun to give very, very similar, you know, from mm-hmm. a sensor measurement perspective, very similar patterns, mm-hmm. but to work very and i say We've got the best team in the world on this very diligently to figure out the right process that would give you when an actual shot occurred in dry fire while filtering out false positives and giving you a high rate of fidelity on actual shots. Um, so it's been a challenge in both live fire and dry fire because of a very different problems that each of them introduces.
1: Interesting. But, yeah. That makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, But satisfying to solve, obviously.
1: Yeah. Have you guys thought about, and I might be getting ahead of myself, but, um, sorry, I, I love the block beard system because, let's face it, it's really hard to dry fire your AR and having to reset that trigger. It's not, I mean, even racking the slide on a pistol is still a pain, but with a rifle, it's even more so. But have you guys thought about, are you possibly working on something that would be similar to the Blackbeard, but for pistols where it automatically resets that trigger so that people don't have to rack that slide?
2: Right. So... um Every product we make is designed to solve a specific pain point that we feel. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and racking the, the charge and handle on an AR is, that's why no one does right-by-practice with their AR, because it's yeah. just not fun. Yeah. Like it sucks.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And like you said, a little bit less painful with a pistol, but still not ideal. Yeah. So the short answer is yes, for ourselves, first and foremost, we want to solve this problem, and we've been working very diligently at it for the last couple of years. It's a much more complex problem to solve because you have less space, higher forces, uh, shorter periods of time that you need to make the magic happen in.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but again, we've got gr- a great engineering team that's working very, very diligently on that problem. Um, and we hope to release it to the world as soon as we can. Nice. So it's it definitely uh, one of our top priorities at the moment.
1: Nice. Okay. And let's talk about how the Blackbeard system works. Essentially, you take out the charging handle, bolt carrier group, replace it with one solid piece that looks like you know, as if it was the bolt carrier group and the charging handle were like essentially glued together or molded together. And then you take out the magazine and the magazine is the battery pack. But what exactly happens internally that helps you so that it automatically resets that trigger?
2: That's a great question. So it seems very simple on the inside the guts are uh, yeah. in the complex, uh, but whenever that hammer falls, so we modify nothing about the trigger, nothing about the hammer, nothing about how the firearm functions at all. What happens is as soon as that hammer falls, it hits our, we call it the bolt, our bolt replacement piece. but hits that and it instantly pushes that hammer back into place. It's like, oh, it's you know, it's simple. You just gotta, as soon as it hits, you just push it back. Like I can do that in person. So why is a machine it's so much harder to do But There's like optical sensors in there. There's there's motors, there's circuitry, there's a laser. There's a lot of uh, complex firmware to make all this stuff happen. Internally to that, so that uh, it happens virtually instantaneously. So, as fast as you can pull that trigger, it's resetting it for you. Give me that realistic, identical weight, break, and reset of your trigger, modifies nothing about that and enables you, like you said, just to turn your actual firearm into a a, a dry fire machine.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Austin, awesome. I'm going to take a quick break and talk about primary arms. <laughs> Prime Arms has two new red dots in stock right now that you need to check out. They're for your pistol. It's the Classic Series 24 millimeter and 21 millimeter red dots. They're both available right now. Both have rugged 6061 aluminum housing and a 3 MOA dot. With a sight window maximized for their size, so that you have the best field of view. The 24 millimeter is made for the RMR footprint, so it'll fit all of your full size pistols, and uses the standard CR2032 battery for anywhere from 25,000 to 50,000 hours of battery life, depending on the brightness setting. The 21 millimeter version is perfect for micro pistols like the P365 Masada Slim, and others that have that shield RMS footprint, and both of these are great. I can't get enough of them. Best of all, MSRP on both of these is 149 which is pretty incredible for you know a really nice red dot that's reliable and just has that nice crisp dot in the center. If you want to check these out, head on over to PrimaryArms.com. Also, don't forget to use the code AVA. That's one word, A-B-A, lowercase, uppercase, whatever. And you're going to get a free one-piece scope mount with the GLX 1 to 6 FFP optic. I was just yesterday playing around with the Blackbeard X, and I love that you guys incorporated the Mantis X into the Blackbeard. And So that's what essentially the Blackbeard X is. It's the Mantis X and the Blackbeard combined. So not only can you dry fire, but it also gives you the analytics of, you know, everything that takes place before, during, and after you take that shot. And one thing that I really liked about it, especially engaging in multiple targets, was the movement. It shows you that movement. And you don't realize like how much you move when, you know, you take a shot on one target and you move to the next target. But a lot of times you'll go way past that target or above where the bullseye is. And so it shows you all that time that you waste. That also kind of just seeing it and seeing the graph after I took those shots, it it's kind of a game changer. And, you know, especially if you did competitions where like every second's counting, you want to make sure that, you know, all of your movements, I mean, I've even had people on my, on my podcast that teach you like how to properly move and run during competitions to really maximize your time. And so I would say that this is probably one of those things as well, that you could probably take off so much time just by practicing, like using the Blackbeard X and the mantis X I can't disagree with you. Um
2: it, you know, we it took us about a, a two years of working, you know, integrating the hardware wasn't the complex piece, but figuring <laughs> out the data analysis piece was the hard part. Um again, what data is useful, not just interesting, but useful and practical to implement. And yeah. So super rewarding to see it uh being utilized. Like the original Mantis X system was designed around static shooting, you know, single target, but not looking at target transitions or multiple target or high speed multi-target engagements. The Blackbeard X unlocks that capability and probably the most validating once we, we had released this actually before we actually launched the Blackbeard X. Like I said, we go to all the the best shooters in the world and we have them test our gear, give us feedback as well as collect their data to see how they shoot. And Lena Mitchell, who, you know, is arguably the best three gun shooter in the world before nationals, she spent a month training and a chunk of that was with the Blackbeard X. And she attributes her again repeat victory for I think kind of mm-hmm. the eighth time, eighth time or ninth time to the ability to use the Black X in ways that she hadn't been able to train before. Wow. So um again, even for the highest of the high, where you're like, How can you get how can you get better? Well, she mm-hmm. got better. Yeah. By being able to use that data. And it's not just for competition shooters. If you're looking at, you know, home defense. Oh yeah. Or, or just target shooting, it gives you visibility into stuff that you had no idea existed. Mm-hmm. And and it uh, gives you that feedback to know where you need to focus on your improvement.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I actually said that. So I just recorded a video, like a review of the Blackbeard X. And I said that, you know, it, it would be great for competition, but also even like home defense where like even seconds count and you really want to train so that you're getting, you know, the most out of your time. And I think it's a great device. I was really impressed with it. And it was also really freaking addicting. Like, even though we were done recording the video, I was like, I just want to keep doing it. and you just want to keep getting a better score so initially when I first started off it's embarrassing but I was like in the 70s and then by the time we were done I'm like in the 90s like scoring like 98 and I'm just like oh look at me you know (laughs) even just like in that quick I mean I probably spent maybe 30 minutes doing it but so just in 30 minutes I mean how quickly you progress it's actually it's I mean it's really impressive I posted like a little quick video on my Instagram using the Blackbeard X, and one of my followers said that they got the Blackbeard and wish that they had waited, because then they would have gotten the Blackbeard X. But I actually saw that you guys have a trading program. How does that work? So that I can let my, you know, one of my followers know that they can trade this in.
2: Great question. So just like we create our products for ourselves, we kind of create the company and our customer support, and the way we do everything is kind of as if we are our own customer. So there's for every one of our products. On a new version, there's always a trade-in program so you can get the latest gear. Have, in, entrusted us with your first purchase and come back for a second one. We want to be appreciative of that as well as help you get into the next best gear that you can.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So for the Blackbird specifically, there's the Blackbird system, which is a two-piece system, like you said, a, a bolt piece and a mag piece. The Blackbird X is also the, the two-piece system. but it uses the same bolt but a different mag. So if someone wants access to the Blackbird X system, they already have a Blackbird. They don't need to buy a complete new system. They just need to buy a new magazine. So the, the price drops down significantly obviously being able to just do that and if they want to they can trade in their old magazine so you get a 50 dollars credit the new magazine's 175 bucks 50 dollars credit so all of a sudden for 125 bucks essentially you've upgraded your blackbeard into like this amazing data-driven machine that's, that's like you said within 20 or 30 minutes you're gonna see drastic improvement mm-hmm. because when you use uh when performance is measured performance improves and when you're just having fun and, and you know doing recoil therapy, like it's fun, but you may not be improving. But when you get quantified and you you're told where your weak points are, where your strong points are, it really unlocks the neurons in our brain to do things that before they weren't able to do because they didn't have access to that data. Yeah. So yes, I guess circling back to your question, yes, we have a trading program that's very customer friendly. Ship us your old product, get a, a significant credit towards the new one, and we'll help you train and improve faster.
1: Nice, I love it. And for those who are wondering like if you could tell the difference, so I noticed uh, just watching some videos, so just the regular Blackbeard, the magazine, it looks like it would be about 20 rounds, and like the size of a 20-round mag, and then the Blackbeard X looks like it'd be roughly the size of like a 30-round mag. Is that correct? Yep.
2: It's designed specifically for that, so you can visually tell the difference as well as different folks in different environments that uh, train different ways. There's some competitions that they limit it to a 20-round-sized mag. And there's some, obviously, that most of them allow 30 round size mag. But yes, those are the differences.
1: I have to ask, have you received any trade-ins where, let's see, you know, one of the Mantis Xs, because you have a bunch of different generations of that. Have you received any where you're just like, wow, this thing looked like it went through the ringer. Like, this person really used this. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: yes. Uh, and in fact, I would also say that even we have some original units that are now seven years old that still work great but we have some people that maybe use it for a year or two. Um, they got good enough and then, or maybe they got out of the habit of training. And so they kind of put it in the, in the drawer for a little bit or yeah, and it might be out of warranty, but we'll still take back the trade in even on defective broken non functioning product anymore. Mm-hmm. But we have received again, we don't resell that we don't make money off of the trade in stuff because we, we only sell brand new stuff. We don't have a refurbished yeah. section, but we do have people that have shot, Hundreds of thousands of shots with mantis. Dang, remarkable.
1: Yeah, right. Like I'd imagine, like they probably just have it like right next to their couch when they go home at the end of the day, and they just sit there. And I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. Like, how do you (laughs) manage to get that many shots in? There are some people
2: out there. They must be part cyborg because their frequency and intensity of training is just otherworldly. Yeah, awesome to watch. Awesome to see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I wanted to see, okay, if I put together like the Laser Academy with the Mantis X and you can do that, and I put out a video doing that, but I had to use like my tablet, you know, to run one and then my phone to run the other. Have you guys thought about integrating both Laser Academy and Mantis X into a single app?
2: Yeah, that's a very common request because they look at different things. Mantis mm-hmm. X, like I said, looks at what your technique is, look mm-hmm. kind of looks backward at the shooter the Laser Academy looks at where you would have hit. So it's together kind of the complete picture. Mm-hmm. We've had lots of internal debates about that integration because the question is, does that introduce more data? Does that overwhelm us? Yeah. Or is it actually helpful? Um, so we're playing around with potential integrations there. There will be, I'll tell you this, we don't have a set time frame on stuff. We don't announce when certain things are happening, but there will be some measure of integration between the two, so that those that want more of that additional piece that they don't have will have access to that.
1: Nice. Okay. Well, I look forward to that. I got to admit, it was a little difficult to film because I'm like, okay. And also sometimes I just use my phone to film because, you know, that's like the ultimate, like... "Quote unquote influencer right there. <laughs> and I was like, Oh man, I got to use my camera now because I need my phone. But then when I needed two, like a tablet and a phone or two phones, I'm like, okay, well, I do have that iPad that I haven't used in years time to brush that off. And we're going to set that up. But it was really, I mean, it was a lot of fun, like all of this stuff. Mantis, like, I think the one thing is just like, not being lazy and like okay, set it up. And you think it's more complicated than it is, which it really isn't. But then once you set it up, it's like you don't want to stop. You just want to keep doing it. So ideally, it'd be nice if you just like kept it like set up in a place or an extra bedroom or something like that. And it would just be a really great way to constantly practice. And then on top of that, you don't have to necessarily make. I would still say go to the range because there's nothing that you can replace live fire with. You should still you know practice with live fire, but there's so many ways that you can just really, you know, benefit from dry firing that you don't have to go to the range every day or once a week or once a month. And in the end, I mean, you end up saving so much money, especially on ammo. And let's face it, the cost of ammo hasn't gone down. I mean, it's, it's gone down a little bit, but it's still nowhere near before, you know, when we were like in 2019. Oh
2: yeah. So. Yeah. I just, I just spent 750 bucks today on ammo and, uh, <laughs> yeah like,
1: hurt that hurt a little
2: <laughs> yeah and i thought you know for that chunk of money i just spent on ammo again i uh, i own everything that we make obviously but yeah you can buy an x10 system and a laser academy system and a blackguard x system and still have money left over right and then after the 750 you know bucks worth of ammo which're we over the next couple of days will be depleting it'll all be gone mm-hmm. and hopefully i improved a little bit from that but if I, if I spend $750 on dry fire training at the end of a couple of days, I still have those items. Like yeah. I still dry fire. You still get, again, like some people have gotten literally, you know, six figures worth of value from their $250 purchase Yeah, by dry firing and using that consistently at home.
1: Yeah. That's actually a really good point. Austin, is there any future plans that you can share with us? I mean, I know you've kind of already hinted on possibly some new products coming out, but anything that's like solid that, you know, you know, for a fact it's coming out in the next couple of months that you can share with listeners.
2: Great question. So, you know, we're always doing upgrades to the software. So every month there's a few new things in there in both the Mantis X app, as well as the Laser Academy app. There's new features, new functionality, new drills, new courses, new capabilities, new settings—all this stuff—and those are all free. Um, so there's there's a lot more coming there. I know there's a lot, probably a lot of Mantis X users uh, that are listeners to your show. I hope there are. Uh-huh. And I hope there, there there are more that are becoming them. But all these updates are are free and they're pretty powerful. So if you haven't used Mantis X in a little while, get back on, see what's new in the app. I think you'll like what you see. And there's even more stuff out there that's it's kind of mind blowing to me. That really gets me excited about what it's unlocking in terms of training capability. So, that's on the software side. Again, it doesn't cost you guys anything, mm-hmm. but update your app, use your app, and stay proficient. Thanks. On the hardware side, the Blackbeard system is for AR-15s. We have different versions of that coming out for mm-hmm. so it's our MCX platform, the AR-10 platform, for a variant of PCC. And PCC is a hairy beast, everyone does their own little thing there, but
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, for, for a couple of variants of PCC. We have some military requests for different, you know, firearms, uh, Blackbeard for different firearms there, but we'll be launching as well. That's what I'm going to tell you. Obviously, you know, we're working on a pistol version Mm -hmm. of Blackbeard. And there's some other stuff that I'm not going to tell you about, but come to our booth at SHOT Show, and we'd be happy to show and tell and play around with some other very interesting things. I will say this, that... You know, our mission, like I said at the beginning, is to help every shooter at every level improve. Mm-hmm. And so there's lots of different ways to train in Dry Fire as well as Live Fire, lots of different ways that people prefer. And we've created some new ways that people didn't have access to before. And we're continuing to push the envelope in different areas to unlock people's interest and capability and comfortability and familiarity with different modes of training. So lots of different products coming in the next 24 months Uh, we have just this pipeline that's just jam-packed full of stuff and uh, we're excited to see where we can help take shooters in terms of their training and ultimately uh, live fire performance in terms of shooting accuracy uh, speed and getting what they want ultimately whether that's a a higher placement at a competition more confidence in being able to carry because they feel like they're proficient Mm
3: -hmm.
2: more comfortable in training other people because they feel more proficient and understand about how the whole process works or just more familiar and comfortable with whatever new firearm that they get purchased and decide to use. Nice. So that's kind of where we're headed. And, uh, we're excited for the journey and hope a lot of people can join us for that journey and help us push. that training is not something to be dreaded or like the gym, right. um, but something to be at, uh, with anticipation of, of ultimately what we're getting to is a place where we feel competent, where we feel confident And really where we feel like the Second Amendment right is also paired with a Second Amendment responsibility to be owners that aren't just owners, but are users in responsible ways, carrying and training and using in ways that help protect our rights rather than um, just owning because owning doesn't do anything. That's step number one, but ultimately we have to be proficient if we want to protect those rights. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. And can you just remind listeners once again, where they can find you, what's your website and social media, all of that good stuff.
2: Great question. So the actual company name is Mantis tech. Uh, our flagship product is the Mantis X. That's where we chose our first uh, website. So MantisX.com. That's where you can find everything. Mantis X.com on social media. We're Mantis tech or Mantis X, depending on where you're looking. Um, you'll, you'll find us pretty quickly. Okay. And if you have any questions or issues, we have the best support team in the world. Uh, we offer obviously phone support, email support, uh, online chat support, social media support. So we're here to help out, support whatever questions you guys might have.
1: Very nice. All right, cool. Well, I know you have to run, so I'm not going to keep you, but I really appreciate your time and keep up the great work. And hopefully I can have you back on the show once you you know start putting out more stuff. And in the meantime, am really excited to let my listeners know of all that great stuff here in the future podcasts and stuff like that.
2: Thanks for having me on, Ava. Great chatting with you. Look forward to future conversations.
1: Joining us for the rest of the show is Jon Snow. John, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing okay. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. All right, so we're going to talk about politics.
4: Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political
2: AF.
1: This is kind of interesting. Call 911, get your firearms confiscated. That's what the article is titled. A woman from Nassau County in New York felt unsafe after her boyfriend passed away before the start of COVID. She purchased a handgun so that she would be able to protect herself if ever needed. Then she started having problems with her next door neighbor who threatened to kill her and burn down her house. I mean, it's kind of like a typical neighbor nowadays, you know, (laughs) fearing for her life. She called 911. So the Nassau County police responded and took care of the incident. She was rightly still afraid that something could happen when she left her house. When the Bruin decision struck down, the proper clause requirement used to deny almost all New Yorkers concealed carry permits, which I remember this. The state immediately instituted the new good moral character requirement, as well as three years of social media, 18 hours of training and character references in deliberate defiance of the Bruin decision. Nassau County also requires a drug test. Several lawsuits are challenging these new laws, but the woman from Nassau County was afraid enough for her life that she couldn't wait and jumped through all the hoops, submitted her social media, took the drug test, paid hundreds of dollars to get the training. In conducting the background investigation for her permit, Nassau County found the 911 call that she placed and that she did not notify Nassau County Police Department pistol license section that she had made the call. NCPD Had an obscure regulation that states that if you call 911, witness an incident involving police or a third party to where the police action happens, you must notify NCPD license section within three days or your permit may be revoked. That's like ridiculous. Uh, Oh,
4: it's disgustingly criminal is what it is. (laughs) It's
1: just, I don't know. It's like something that I'm like, what does that have to do with, especially if you witness an accident? Yeah. Yeah. It's not even like, oh, I can understand if maybe you were part of an incident and that might reflect on, you know, the outcome of, you know, whether you're legal or not, like a, a felon or not or a criminal, but witnessing and that's all crazy. So basically, she feared for her life called 911. She was 100% in the right. And then NCPD immediately stopped her background check and revoked her pistol permit. They confiscated all of her firearms, including long guns she did absolutely nothing wrong. They stole her property, denied her right to defend herself when she had absolute cause for fear of her safety. And all that she did wrong was because of that nine one one call that she made, you know, a while back and forgot to include it. As a result, they, they took everything. And then I guess the police are saying that she can get her guns back in six to eight months, which is ridiculous because now how is she going to protect herself?
4: Yeah, there is zero justification for something like this. I mean, they literally stole her guns. Yeah. There, There's no other way around that. On, well, a bog- I mean, on a bogus regulation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say they stole it because obviously they said they're going to give it back to her in like six to eight months.
4: Yeah, but in cases like that, when they've confiscated and they have them so long, there's a very high likelihood that they will destroy them.
1: Hmm. Interesting. It happens all the time. I mean, that alone should be criminal because you're literally destroying somebody's property that you said, you know, it's in writing that she will get it back. But I mean, okay, so that aside, either way, I mean, let's face it, like even when I was selling my house and the original people that I was under contract, which they were a freaking nightmare. And if I ever recognize their name, I'm like, it's going to take everything I have not to go off on them. But they searched my house and like to see if there was any claims or any you know, insurance claims on it. And like five years ago, when I first moved in, I made a claim on the roof, which is not like the entire roof was damaged. It was like a little spot that I forget exactly. It was around the pipe or something that was on the roof. But because of that, they're like, we want an entire new roof. But they also were mad because I didn't put that in the, uh, you know, in the, the report. Yeah, that I filled out and I had totally spaced it. So I can understand how sometimes you don't remember everything because life happens, life's crazy, and you may not remember every little detail, you know? I mean, I could understand how it would be an honest mistake.
4: Oh, yeah. And the thing like that, they knew about it. They have this obscure regulation that I guarantee you they don't advertise. That probably wasn't even listed on any of the forms she filled out. It's just an unknown rule that they have, and they use it to take people's stuff. You know what's kind
1: of funny is they ask this to see, it's almost like they set you up, they test you, but it's, it's just like, you know, when you go to pay taxes, the IRS, they know exactly how much you owe, but they're not going to tell you, they're going to leave it to you to decide how much you owe. And then if you screw it up, they're like, Hey, they come back and they're like, actually you're short $13 (laughs) and (gasps) 27 cents, which always cracks me up. But yeah, I mean, very similar. Okay, moving forward, Franklin Armory. I just put the Franklin Armory trigger in my AK. And I got to say, I got to put a freaking muzzle brake on that because it doesn't have one. And it shows (laughs) when I'm shooting it, like my ear and eye pro are literally shaking off my head. But still so much freaking fun. Put it on the MP5 or the AP5 that I have. That is so much fun. Right now, they have a sale going on. So hopefully, they should still have this, actually, when it when the show comes out on Monday. I'd assume that they have some sort of Cyber Monday sale. But they had a sale for like Black Friday, which was pretty significant. So I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want to say it's one thing and then it's less or more if it changes, but definitely head on over to their website as soon as you can. It's franklinarmory.com. Remember to use the code AVA, that's A-V-A. That's going to get you 10% off your entire purchase. So there's that added savings as well.
0: Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours.
1: Today's Q&A, actually, I just made this up because I figured it's right after the Thanksgiving holiday. So how was your Thanksgiving? And John, I'm going to let you go first.
4: Mine was pretty uh, boring. I just did some work. Okay. My family okay. was sick, so.
1: oh that sounds really depressing. I mean, to make you feel a little bit better. So holidays are still just not the same for me. And it's been 10 years now since I've lost my mom, since my mom passed away, and it's crazy because like growing up, I always had like such a large family. My mom was literally the glue that held everything together. And she'd always invite everyone. I mean, both sides of the family. We'd had so many people over. There wasn't even enough seats for everyone at the table. Like there's people eating in the living room. And it was just like such a nice feeling. And I was surrounded by so much love. And it's crazy how you take stuff like that for granted. Like you think that that's how it's always going to be. And it just goes to show, I mean, All of that could be taken away from you at any time. It definitely, so all holidays. I mean, I hate that Christmas is coming up. I mean, I haven't really been a huge fan of Christmas for a while just because I think it's so commercialized and, you know, it stresses people out and stuff like that. But it's one of those things where I was thinking about this the other day. I feel like I'm always going to have that void unless I have my own family. And I don't know if I'm going to have my own family. I mean, I'm 36 years old you know, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. I don't know if I want kids. I mean, the world's getting crazy, but I also feel like, you know, I'm the type that very much like I put my career before anything else. And I don't know if I'm ready to just give that up because I still work so hard to where I am. And I just feel like it continues to climb. It just goes to show. I mean, you know, people always have like the grass is greener on the other side. I'm sure well, I already know this. Like I have a friend who has, you know, a family and just a beautiful family. And she's like, should be mother of the year. And yet she's like, yeah, but I don't feel like I did anything career wise. Like I just, I'm like a mom. I, and I help out where I can. And for me, it's like, well, yeah, I have a great career, but I don't feel like I didn't do anything as far as like having a family and having like a wife role and a mother role. And who knows if I'll ever experience that. I don't know. But anyways, as far as my Thanksgiving went, it was really weird. I mean, it was still nice. There was like no drama or fighting, which was nice. There was no stress of cooking, which let's face it, I can't cook. But we went to a restaurant. It was my cousin, my cousin's husband, and then my friend. And we all just made reservations at a restaurant at 5 p.m. And they didn't open until 5 p.m. So I'd like to think that the people that served us had dinner with their families beforehand because most people usually have like Thanksgiving dinner around two or three And then we went home and it was, yeah, pretty just, I don't know, like mild. Well, Maybe that's good, but it was kind of boring and it definitely didn't feel the same. I would say if you guys have a really great family, definitely don't take it for granted. And I hope that you guys cherish every moment of it. All right, IWI. If you're looking for a new EDC, check out the Masada Slim. I just put out a video actually on Thanksgiving Day of my review of it, but I also wrote an article about it in Concealment Magazine. I think it's a great gun. It's... Comparably, you know, as far as size, it compares to like in between like the P365 and the P365 XL. Shoots really well, it has a 3.6 inch barrel. It's optic ready. Both magazines are exactly the same, holds 13 rounds, but you can use the Jericho mags if you want, which will give you an extra four rounds. Best of all, though, MSRP is only 450 you get this gun for like $400 because let's face it, most places are not selling it for MSRP for $400 and what you get. And, you know, I mean, it's just a super reliable gun. I haven't had any issues with it. It shoots well. It has the least amount of recoil out of all the micro compact pistols that I've shot. I would say, you know, if you can get your hands on one, definitely do so. If you want to find out more about the gun, head on over to IWI.us And again, that is the Masada Slim. If you find any accessories in their web store, remember to use the code GunFunny15, all one word, and that's going to get you 15% off.
0: Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now.
1: Today in tacty Talk, have you seen this? Strike Industries introduces a new folder, and I haven't even had a chance to check this out.
4: Have I you- have not seen it in person, but I've looked at it, and it looks pretty cool, actually. Basically, you know, how one of the gripes that just about everybody has when it comes to folders, and we're talking Picatinny mm-hmm. folders. We're not talking ones for buffer tubes because mm-hmm. those are more complicated, but, you know, The main drawback that people find with Picatinny folders, the side that it goes to, Mm -hmm. well, this one goes either direction. Nice. So, and you don't have to change anything because some of the others that are out there on the market, like there's some really nice ones from like h 3 Tactical and things like that, where you can change the direction, but you have to remove some screws and tighten things down. And, you know, it's like a five minute thing instead of with this, you just pull up and turn. And you can go either way. Nice. And so it's really slick if you check it out. One of the other things that's really cool about it is, so a lot of the times, depending on the type of gun you've got, I'm like, Michael Galil, if I fold it onto the left side, most of the straight piece, you know, Mm
1: -hmm.
4: it'll interfere with the charging handle. So Mm. on that one, I have to put it onto the right side. Yeah. Well, then it's close to interfering with the ejection port. Yeah. So this one, when you uh, fold it, it automatically tilts down by three degrees. So it doesn't interfere with either one.
1: Oh, nice. That's really cool. And then it looks like MSRP is only, what was it, 219?
4: Yeah. Which 2, is nice. 219 for the full thing. And something else that's really cool, the kit that you can get for this, mm-hmm. it's for a stock or a brace. It includes both components. So you take out a couple screws and you can change it from a stock on the back to a brace end.
1: Nice. I'll definitely have to check that out. Sounds good. It definitely sounds like a problem solver for a lot of little small issues, you know, that people are having. Very cool. Yep. Caldwell shooting. Caldwell has a new version of their Emacs Shadows. Do you have any Caldwell Ear Pro? I do. I don't have the, the Emax Shadows, Shadows
4: Pro. Uh-huh. I've got uh, a couple of their other ones. I got some for my dad, actually.
1: Well, apparently, so these are very similar to the original Emacs Shadows, but with added push-button controls to make them easier to control. You can adjust ambient noise levels, change the volume, as well as answer calls. I mean, kind of like, you know, best of both worlds. Uh, they also have a magnetic lanyard and rechargeable storage case with a battery level indicator. The earbuds themselves run for six hours on their own, but then when you drop them in the case, they charge up right away. And you can get quite a few charges out of them. So it's not like the minute you're done with the range, okay, make sure you go back, charge it up. It'll last like quite a few range times before that happens. They're available right now for one hundred sixty nine ninety nine. but remember, if you use the code GUNFUNNY10 you're going to get 10% off, and that is CaldwellShooting.com.
0: Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as... Never mind. AF.
1: Today's AF segment, as you guys probably know at this point, there was a shooting at Club Q in Colorado Springs, which is where I live. And Club Q is... It's actually... I'd say it's about 30 minutes from my house, from my new house. But my old house, it was probably about 15 minutes. I personally have never been to Club Q, but I used to always like frequent a restaurant that was right in front of it. It was a Vietnamese restaurant with my parents. But just, I mean, extremely sad of what happened. And of course, I don't know, I'm to the point where it's like, I hear about a shooting and it's crazy how nobody wastes time. And I will say this is on both sides. It's not just on the left side. It's not the Biden administration, but even on the right side, how we're so quick to defend. And I can understand because we are constantly being attacked. So it's like, you know, within us to like, just, you know, quickly defend the position, defend that, you know, a gun is a tool and that, you know, guns shouldn't be banned. And then the Biden administration is like, we need to do something this is getting out of control. But like, I've talked about, you know, mass shootings before, and I do not think that it's the tool. It doesn't matter what the gun can do, whether it shoots one round every five minutes or, you know, multiple rounds at a time, it still boils down to what's going on in this person's world, their mind, you know, that would allow them now to think that it's okay to take someone else's life. Like at what point, you know, did we start raising people where they have such a disrespect for someone else's well-being.
4: Yeah. I mean, they have just a, such a demented
1: worldview and just Well, and I've zero respect for other humans. I yeah. Mean, but I mean, so I'm like, I genuinely do want to find the causes for this because I don't think it's just one thing. And I've talked about this previously. No. I'm like, okay, so nowadays, you know, both parents have to work. So there's probably less parenting going on where they're, you know, you're not raising them like they used to. And and not to say that shootings didn't happen back in the day because they did, but obviously less frequently. But also, I mean, we have that like bully free zone, safe spaces, everyone gets a participation trophy. Like, are we really raising kids to deal with, you know, any sort of criticism or, you know, bullying in the minute that something happens that, offends them. They just go off the rails. Like, I don't think we're equipping kids nowadays with the mentality to deal with any sort of backlash. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, cause I got bullied a little bit, like in high school, I had to change high schools because it was so bad. And actually it was the best thing that ever happened to me because if I didn't change high schools, I wouldn't have gotten straight A's in my junior and senior year. I wouldn't have gotten a scholarship in a college. And I only applied to one college and it was like, you know, New York city. But like, so I look back and I'm just like, in a way, I'm kind of glad I got bullied, but still, I mean, so, but nowadays, you know, a kid gets bullied and it's, I don't know, it's, it's just so weird. There's a lot of weird things going on in the world, but one of the things it's, that instead I
4: instead of accountability, they teach excuses. Now yeah. Is the problem.
1: Yeah. And, and another reason why I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to have kids and bring kids into this world. Cause it is definitely getting weird, but But one of the things that I do want to address is I did notice, you know, there was a ton of support, you know, even lots of local restaurants and places. They were like, hey, you know, every meal purchased today, a percentage is going to the victims or to Club Q or, you know, to, you know, mental health facility or something like that. There was just like a huge uprise in support, which was really nice to see but I was kind of taken back by some of the comments. I mean, I even posted on my Instagram and Facebook, you know, like, Hey, I'm one, I'm so freaking sick of people posting the shooter's name. I mean, can't we just refer to it as like, I mean, hurricanes, okay. Hurricane Katrina or hurricane, you know, Irene or whatever. But like, can't we just be like, yeah, club Q shooter. I'm pretty sure we all know who they're talking about. Why do we have to post their name and like make them famous and well-known? And then also, can we just talk about like the two guys that took down the shooter, which is amazing. I mean, you have to think about like, I always thought that it would be a natural reaction to help somebody. And I realized this the hard way when I was in New York City and somebody fell down the stairs and I always thought like, hey, if someone's in trouble, you know, people are going to run to their aid. And that's not the case. And as I get older, I realize more and more that's definitely not the case. And the larger the crowd, the less likely it is that somebody's going to run to your aid. But I always thought, like, yeah, it would be your instinct to go and you know and help or you know prevent something from happening. And in this case, there's or at least
4: defend yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. In this case, Rich Fiero, he was quite a ways from the shooter, from what I've seen from the interviews that he did. But he said he didn't even think about it. It was just instinct because he saw that the gunman was going towards the patio. He knew his wife and daughter were out there. And he just like ran up to the guy, took him down, had him on the floor and told, you know, another person nearby, take away his rifle. Another, I guess there was a performer with heels. He was like step on his head. And I mean, he acted really quickly. He has military background. He's still in the military. I think A lot of people were saying that he is retired from what I've seen in interviews. He's not retired. He's still active. But I mean, talk about a hero like that and talk about guts and, you know, just having the courage to do that. And then there was another guy that helped and there hasn't been anything about him. And I'm I'm assuming he wants to remain anonymous. But either way, I mean... Even those two guys, I mean, it took a group effort. There was lots of other people that helped out and took down that gunman. And I'm really glad that they did so that it wasn't worse than what it already is. But five lives were lost, sadly. I mean, I think 18 were injured. They were also shot. But one of the things that I was taken back by was just still some of the hate. Like, I posted in my story, you know, like Club Q, like, you know, I stand with Club Q or something like that. And somebody responded to my story with like throw up emoji. Like why? Because they're, you know, LGBTQ, which by the way, I mean, even Rich Fierro, he's married. He has kids. He said he's not gay. He was just there, you know, for I think a birthday party or something like that. But it's just, I don't know, it's crazy, like the amount of hate. And then there was another guy that said, like, why are we going to celebrate this guy when he was taking kids to a gay club or something? And It's like his kids were grown. They were adults. From what I understand, they have ownership in the brewery that they have as a family together. But I wouldn't say they're children by any means. It's not like they're like 12 years old. Yeah, his
4: daughter was the youngest that was there, which I believe I heard her boyfriend died. I mean, she's 18. So there weren't any children in his family there.
1: I don't think they allowed children in there. I mean, I'm assuming if it's a bar after a certain time, they have to probably close it
4: yeah i'm sure that's the case i mean there are regulations on that especially because it's a bar regardless i
1: think it's it's really like disgusting like how people act and i'll be the first one to say like sometimes there are things that like pronouns i maybe i'm gonna get backlash for saying this but like i'm not giving into that bullshit like, I don't care if you're gay or, you know, lesbian or whatever, if you want to dress up like a guy or a girl, but at the end of the day, you're either a female or a male. If you want to dress up like a male and you're a woman, I'll refer to you as, I don't know, but I'm not going to be like, oh, them, they're whatever. Cause I just think it's rude and weird. And it's like, you are asking me to, you know, pretend like there's an imaginary friend or something. Like, I'm not changing that, but I will say that there's just a lot of hate in the world. And like, regardless, even if you did refer to yourself as a pronoun, I would never want anybody to be injured. You know, you're either a good person or a bad person and how you dress has nothing to do or how you refer to yourself has nothing to do with like, Oh, I, you know, I'm glad that they died or, you know, we shouldn't celebrate them. So
4: like that guy that responded and said, Oh, well, they were taking their kids to a drag show. There were no heroes there. Dude, take a step back and think yeah, about what yeah. you're what you're implying there. You're implying somehow that the maniac who shot up innocent people is somehow in the right because mm-hmm. you think children are being sexualized there. Yeah. That wasn't the case. If it was, that's a whole other thing and don't sexualize children. Yeah, you know, yeah. Let them be let them be kids. And that goes to both directions, you know. If it was a you know, heterosexual strip club, same thing. Don't sexualize children. Mm-hmm. Let them be kids. You
1: no. Know, and then there was also but, another shooting a few days after, which took place in Walmart. And it was a manager who just shot at his employees. And there hasn't really been a lot of attention on that one, which is kind of weird.
4: Not specifically. And kind of the reason on that, I think, is it was with a handgun it wasn't an assault rifle but the funny thing after that is Biden's rhetoric changed and now he was saying from his 30 million dollar vacation spot at Nantucket for the weekend that we need to ban semi-autos when it's it's unconscionable or no he said it's sick that we still are able to get semi-autos well
1: which okay, if you guys don't know what a semi-auto is, it's, it's pretty much every gun out there, other than if we're using like some single-action revolver or break action, or you know something that you absolutely can't use to defend yourself. So that's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, pretty
4: much every handgun and you know sporting rifle of any kind today is yeah is
1: that. yeah. All right, wrapping it up. So we have two reviews. So thanks guys for leaving us reviews. First is Dave the Hunter where have I been? Five stars. Just discovered your show. Can't imagine that you have been going on five years and I hadn't discovered it yet. I applaud you for being a two-way advocate without politicizing the concept. Great content, enjoyable, entertaining, and informative. Trailblazer pivot is on my bucket list. Keep up the good work. Next is Warrior of the Weekend. Ain't no gun bunny here. Five stars, great podcast, very informative and to the point. Ava doesn't waste your time. Lots of info packed into short amount of time. She seems to find guests that you normally wouldn't hear from and opens you up to more of the industry. She even makes the ad reads interesting. Love it. Thanks, Ava. Now, it's going to be a tough one. Luckily, I don't have to choose. <laughs> but as always, I want you to choose one or the other for
4: best Uh, review yeah this is a tougher choice
1: okay we just send them both because actually i'm caught up on my work and i need to get those out finally (laughs) sorry guys but yeah let's just choose both of them that sounds good all right so both of you guys contact me and you could find me at gunfunny.com click on the contact us form and then send me an address where i can send that prize pack out And if you guys want to leave a review, I'd really appreciate it. It just helps to put us on the map so that, for example, Dave the Hunter doesn't have to go five years without hearing from me and he'll be more likely to see me in search results. And on that note, if you guys enjoy the show and you want to support it, I would love it if you guys became a Patreon, whether it's monthly, it's a one-time donation, you get access to our Facebook Patreon group and it's a lot of fun. Uh, we're about to do our secret Santa, actually, which is also a lot of fun. Also, Blown Deadline, he gives away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky patron each month. If you are a $5 and up patron and you've been for three months, you'll get a Patreon only patch, which will never be for sale. Also, wanted to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888 sake holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Calamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, and Melissa Ridings. And of course, King of the Patreon is yours truly Jon Snow. And if you guys haven't by now, definitely check out Mantis, mantisx.com and make sure you follow them on social media. And on that note, I will see you guys next week. Jon, thank you so much for your time. Austin, who's not here. Thank you for your time, and I'm out of here.
0: Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.